It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Yeah, that's right. And no, no music tonight, folks. That kind of show. Who needs the music? Who really needs the music when you have uh, somebody like myself? Of course. How you doing? This is the Jester, a.k.a. Fantasy Jester, a.k.a. Louie the Lip, a.k.a. Joey Two Bags of Donuts. A.K.A. Peter Pachyderm, A.K.A. Sammy the Clown, A.K.A. Bad Bad Leroy Brown, A.K.A. Big Bad John, A.K.A. Cotton Eye Joe, A.K.A. The Duke of Earl, and finally, A.K.A. Jimmy Got a Gun. How you doing, folks? Yeah, you have the Jester here tonight on FXE Live. It is that kind of night. I just feel kind of silly. It's been a happy day, and uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. FXE Live, we're going to welcome probably one of the uh, best people in the wrestling business that I have met as far, far as the Florida scene, the Florida professional wrestling scene, and uh, one of the fine gentlemen in it. Chris Carson of Southern Championship Wrestling is going to be joining us tonight. That's going to be a treat. Excellent to speak to him. He's so knowledgeable about wrestling, and uh, it's always a it's always a gem to be able to sit and hear his opinion on things. And uh, love to have him on the show tonight to be able to share that with all of you. Uh, guess what? You know the streak is over. I've been enjoying. And now it's, uh, you know, it's permanent. I can no longer say everywhere I go, uh, JT's there with me. Now, there's been a couple times he's left my side. Um, and here tonight, the part-timer is back. Uh, we've been graced with his presence. And uh, he'll be joining us in a little bit here. JT's with us. Fez437 on Twitter, folks. Some of you already know and listen to the show. But for you new folks out there. Get to meet JT. Uh, good friend. Good man on the show. He's uh, missed the last week or two. If you haven't heard him, uh, he is normally on here. And he is pretty much everything, uh, the sound that comes from FXE. You really won't be hearing my big mouth as much as you would like to, I'm sure. And uh, I don't blame you. But, no, you're actually not going to be hearing my big mouth as much uh, when it comes to the uh, live shows, you know, for those of you who are going to be able to hear in Florida that are going to be able to come watch our live shows, get used to hearing this man's voice, Jason Townsend. And again, knowledgeable about the sport, knowledgeable about all sports. You can talk to him about any sport. I'm sure for many of you, if you love wrestling, you probably like another sport. Um, and he's knowledgeable about that as well. But get used to hearing him. Going to be a big part of the shows. You're going to be hearing his big voice and uh, his knowledge and great calls. Going to bring a lot of excitement to the matches. Then we're also going to have, and he'll be back on the show in a couple of weeks. We're going to get him in here so that you can get used to hearing him and Chris together. Chris Carnage as uh, you all know, over the past couple of weeks, while JT's out and all that, we've been talking about Chris and, you know, some of the big things that are going on. Well, again, Chris Carnage, if uh, those of you going to be at the shows, it's going to be JT and Chris Carnage that you're going to hear a lot from. And uh, then obviously, you know, uh, we're going to have Everett Lee do our, you know, our reporter and cameo shots and whatnot from there. And it's just going to be a phenomenal time. Again, if uh, you haven't heard me talking about it recently or you've missed some of it, on FantasyJesterSports.com, there's a whole area now we've created 
more and more space on there for you wrestling fans. We have added the FXE portion so that you can go ahead and check that out. You also have the NXT portion that is coming in the next week or so. Everett's going to be working on that for you. Uh, we're nailing down the exact date. He wants to try and get it to you this week. It might be a little difficult. We might have to shoot for next week, and that's fine. But just letting you know it's coming uh, for you NXT people out there. Uh, for you uh, FXE people, though, you already know to go ahead on FantasyJusticeSports.com. You can read Brad Tinsdale's work. He covers everything FXE. And again, we're also on YouTube, Fantasy Jester FXE. You can catch us over there. Uh, iTunes, Fantasy Jester Show. All the shows under the Fantasy Jester brand are on iTunes. You can catch us over there. Besides on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever I mentioned. Ah, yeah, folks. Again, another way to access all of this. We have gotten one central hub for everybody now to make it easy for all the listeners to catch all the different areas. What better way? An app for your phone. Go to appmaker.com. Look up Fantasy Jester. Get the app and get everything there. This way, you're not going to miss anything, whether it's on fantasyjustersports.com or on the podcast or anything that's going on, YouTube videos, promos, what's going on, what's the latest. We hear that over the next couple of days. I'm here on Friday. We've got a great, great video that's coming out. Not going to want to miss that. So this is going to be your way to keep in touch with everything FXE and Fantasy Justice Sports all together. Made it real easy for all of you, okay? Enjoy, enjoy. Any suggestions, any comments, please hit us up. We'd love to hear from you on that. Next up, the man, the myth, the legend, my partner in almost all the shows, Jason Townsend. JT, great to have you back. How are you? Chester, glad to be back. You know, you ever heard that saying that you're sick and tired of someone? Well, I found out that that can actually happen. I became physically sick because I was tired of the Jester. So I just needed a little extra time away to recoup and recover, and now I'm ready to go in 2017 and uh, get this ball rolling. Imagine that. Imagine imagine telling the audience a damn lie like that. <laughs> I know, folks, listen, yeah, that's right. You better laugh because let me tell you something. I have incriminating evidence of how he missed the show on my phone. Don't push me, young man. Don't push me. You never push an old guy. <laughs> well, no, I usually leave that up to our talent to do the pushing of you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, while you were gone, you missed it. Uh, okay. We had ODB. We had ODB punch me in the face. No, no, I saw the pictures. Trust me, I was feeling so much better for some reason immediately following the uh, viewing of that photo. So definitely uh, enjoyed that one. Yeah, I might as well let the uh, I might as well let that cat right out of the bag too. Is uh, that JT was uh, I've been telling everybody you've been on vacation, jet setting around the world, (laughs) and uh, that's not the case. A little vacation, you know. Yeah, he he got a little vacation and then got a lot of cold <laughs> and was uh, pretty yes, sick. Did. And it wasn't really uh, so much the vacation as part of uh, couldn't get out of uh, bed and couldn't speak, actually. It was, uh, and you tried. I got to give it. Listen, folks, for those of you who just listened to the last Fantasy Justice show where I was by myself, listen, right up to showtime, he really wanted to come on. And he, he called me. He's like, ah. I trust me, I can do it if you want me to come on. I'm like, no, man, I appreciate it, you know, and we're glad to have hey, you I back, made JT. It. We missed you. We all missed you. Hey, I miss being here, but let me tell you, I think that I made uh, Carnage sound like Frank Sinatra the way I was going there, so. <laughs> no, so, listen, we had a lot going on. We have the, the uh, new date. We have the first date there, the March 18th date. 
that's uh, been announced. That's all we've given people. Don't say much about anything else, but <laughs> we've uh, we've announced the date. We've announced the date. Well, that that, that date's gonna. There, there's a lot to come. Uh, obviously, be on the inside. I know what's coming up on that date, and trust me, it's gonna be worth uh, worth seeing. So March 18th can't get here quick enough. Uh, yeah, we were excited today. I spent the uh, a, a good portion of the day measuring uh, the building and uh, setting things up and getting the final layout of uh, everything, the placement uh, and what it's going to look like inside. And it's so, you know, JT, it's difficult. It's so tempting. I want to tell people what inside's going to look like. And I can't, you know, that is, that is the most difficult part is having all this excitement bottled up inside. And I can't tell people why. We, and we know that you are a, a guru when it comes to not running your mouth. So I, I imagine the amount of willpower <laughs> that's being expended right now is uh, quite a bit. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, I let the uh, the New Jersey side of me flow, which uh, well, has – go ahead. I was just going to say, thinking about that, it kind of reminds me of that scene from Christmas Vacation when he first slips off on his house and the nuclear power plant has to kick in just to, you know, that's how much energy it's you to not tell everybody what you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I said, the Jersey side of me likes to, uh, it really doesn't care. It'll let the tongue flow. What is the truth in my world? I'll say it at any given time. And I really, uh, it makes no difference. I don't care. Sometimes people like that. Some people, it you know, puts them off, but at least one thing, they always know straight how I am. And that's part of it. what's wrong right here is it kind of, it's not deception, but, you know, I have knowledge I'd love to tell the listeners. I have knowledge I'd love to tell the listeners. And like, you know, JT, part of the layout today, what I had to figure for, you know, I want to tell people. I want to be able to say, hey, listen, here's what you can walk into and, and expect, and I can't. And, yeah, it is, it's going to drive me crazy. And you got to understand, folks, the show is March 18th, and here I am. I'm in January, and, you know, I want to see, not me, I want to see what effect, JT, what this is going to do to Mrs. Jester. See, because Ooh, if question. I'm quiet... What is going to be the, after, you know, like the residual effect or, you know, what, what happens because, okay, I have to shut my mouth, but now all of a sudden, uh, am I kicking the dog? Do I have a kick the dog problem because of it? Do I have to go get help or something? You know, how, how bad is this going to affect me to have to shut up? I, I can't even imagine the joy in the excitement that Mrs. Jester is going to experience over the next nine weeks. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to, uh, I, I have to be quiet. And you know, that's the thing is I, I can't tell anybody, you know, I have people on the phone that I talk to, obviously a bunch of friends and whatnot. And I can't, I can't even tell them. I'm like, I'm under gag order on my own gag order here. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, you can't go against the boss's rules. So, yeah, you, you know. Oh, no. no, I ain't messing with the boss. He's an idiot. I can't stand that guy. Well, yeah. He's got a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, listen, tonight we have been blessed with the idea of, like I said, there's a gentleman I have met down here in Florida since I've been here. And now uh, I've been down here for several years and in business and I've met several people in different businesses. Now, as I come into this one here and come into the wrestling business, I've been uh, blessed with a couple of different people in my world. And one of those people that I've met as the, our next guest, you know, I, I've met hall of famers. I've, uh, if you listen to, uh, past shows on iTunes, you can catch the show, listen to the Larry Zabisco, uh, episode. We had Joe Pepitone on. These are some of the guys that we've had on to give you great knowledge about wrestling. Now, the next 
guest that we're going to have on that is a wealth of knowledge and a great person. I mean, open, honest, great guy to deal with. And just to sit and talk, he's a, he's a fan of the sport, a true fan of the sport and very knowledgeable of it. Folks, tonight joining us is Chris Carson of Southern Championship Wrestling. He's on the line now. Chris, how are you tonight, sir? Doing great. Good evening. I really, really appreciate the kind words and uh, certainly your time and allowing me to come on tonight. Well, actually, like I said, it, it is our privilege. We are new to the business, and we understand that. So whenever different people in the business that we respect make time for us, actually, it, it's us that are grateful. On the line with us is also our, my co-host, Jason Townsend. JT, this is Chris on the line. Chris, I've heard a lot about you, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what you have to say about wrestling and the uh, state of the sport in general. Well, and that's well, the hey, first JT? question. Yeah. Yes, it is, yeah, JT. Hello, JT. Yeah, nice meeting you as well, and thank you. Thank you. And that's the first thing I wanted to get to is, uh, you know, we're going to ask you, we're going to bounce around different things, uh, Chris, with you from WWE to some of the other productions and even some of the local uh, scene. Uh, we have a couple of questions for you, both JT and I. We're going to take turns. I'm going to start out right out with the WWE. And uh, I want you to share your opinion of what you like currently about WWE as, you know, you hear so many people complaining about it. Now, there, it has its good points. It has its bad points. Uh, first, let's get into the good points. What are some of the things that you see that WWE has changed over the years that you like? Well, you know, that's a great question. And, you know, I, like you said, I, I love wrestling. I'm a fan of wrestling. I, like, I appreciate the mentoring that's going on with guys like Chris Jericho, um, the, you know, these individuals who've been through different eras of wrestling who are able to contribute and not really make it about themselves and just continue to give back. And, you know, they, they built originality, uh, you Correct. know, different catchphrases and guys that dressed the part, looked the part, you know, that have the old school, you know, approach to professional wrestling still lives today and I think that's what's really lacking and I know this is about WWE and I think it lacks in organizations like TNA where you don't have guys that give back and, 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 by and I give love back, seeing, what do you mean well and, and I mentioned Chris Jericho you know Chris Jericho working with uh, Kevin Owens mm-hmm. you know Chris, people know Chris Jericho because of Hell, he's been in the wrestling business for what thirty years now, and thirty plus years. And you know, he he's MTV and rock and roll and dancing, with, you know, dancing with the stars. And you know, he's Correct. the guy is so gifted, and mm-hmm. people identify with that personality. And he's larger than life with his personality. And anyone he stands next to, whether it was you know Big Show or. Uh, the Miz or, you know, there's all these guys that he's groomed from, you know, year after year after year. He has such an important role in wrestling that I think is underappreciated by the casual fan. So, you know, I'm not the casual fan, but certainly I, I get it. I see it. I understand it. The, the guy's always going to be over, whether he's a baby or a heel. He's just, he's a guy you want in your locker room. I mean, God bless the guy. I wish he would be around forever. And Shawn Michaels did that a lot towards the end of his days, you know, and Triple H still does it. You know, there it's, those are the things that keep WWE going, you know? Right, um, right. Chris, Chris, you had yeah. mentioned uh, TNA. So, you know, when I look at TNA, you think, man, they have some big name talent that they've brought into their business. So where is it you think they went wrong? Well, well, yesteryears when they brought in the, the you know the Billy Guns and you know they had you know they still have Bobby Lashley on that roster and 
it's amazing how Bobby, I guess he just likes working select dates and, you know, he go to TNA and wrestle. I mean, I don't know. I understand why a guy like Bobby Lashley would feel loyal to a group that has no identity and, and, and try to be successful. I mean, the guy was in the ring with our, you know, soon to be president of the United States, Donald Trump doing an angle at a WrestleMania and he's on a network that no one knows about wrestling for an organization that's got no identity, you know? So mm-hmm. I think where they, where JT, where they, where they go wrong is they're not positioning their guys. Um, they're not building loyalty. They're not teaching the business. Um, a lot of guys, they saw TNA as, Hey, let's get paid and let's, you know, get out here because this group's not going to be around tomorrow. I don't think they build confidence with the talent for them to feel that, hey, I can be here for a year or two or maybe become an agent five years from now. And, you know, it's just a matter of management. Um, my The guy that – Bob Rosen, who used to do my ring rentals and stuff, a good friend of mine, is with TNA. He's one of the most loyal individuals, whether it's doing security, ring, or any other type of management. And he's probably one of the best guys that's underused when it comes to building loyalty and building um, chemistry. There's just no chemistry there. And I think that's where they fail. Interesting. Interesting. You know, before I get to the uh, other half of my WWE question, let me ask you something. What was what was the first match that left a big impression on you or your favorite match that really got your attention into wrestling? What 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 is your favorite match that got you into it? Well, you know, I'm growing up watching wrestling in the eighties and you know, you hear about the Hulk Hogan era. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say it was Hogan beating the iron Sheik. It was more or less when, when they went, you know, mainstream Saturday night main event and um, you know, the ultimate, you know, prior to the ultimate warrior days, the honky tonk man, you know, Bret Hart and all those type of characters, they really made you believe. And in, in a storyline was very, at the time, it was PG, but um, okay. it, 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 you know they told a story. They didn't wrestle for the camera; they wrestled for the audience. And I went and guys, I, I used to go to a lot of house shows, whether it was okay. WWE or NWA, WCW. But the WWF brand, okay, had house shows where you you were meant to believe that those guys could lose a title that Mm -hmm. the payoff of feud could be that night that guys would either, you know, break an arm or sprain a wrist, or they would, they would do their finisher moves. They would do anything. None of it Mm -hmm. was about a camera and it wasn't just a one match. It was just the environment, you know, the Bam Bam Bigelow's and the King Kong Bundy's and not everybody was a prototype steroid guy, you know, not, you know, I'm not trying to, cast a shadow on the business, a negative light on the business. It's just there were guys that were larger than life, Andre the Giant, Big John Stud. You wanted to see Andre the Giant body slam Big John Stud and get the $10,000 in the bag. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. You, 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 you wanted to see Junkyard Dog, you know, get his due. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and, you, you know, you you see all those things. And I had my favorites, like the both of you had yours, whether it was Ricky Steamboat versus the Macho, <clears throat> excuse me, Macho yeah. Man and it, their epic matches. Yeah, I have appreciation for that. Um, or was it Ultimate Warrior when he came in for Brutus the Barber Beefcake and beat Honky oh. Tonk Man in record time? Right. I don't want to say know? this. I don't want to say this. I'm going to, though. All right, here you go. Mine was superstar Billy Graham and Larry Zabisco. That, yeah. that, 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 and it was in a high school gym back in Bergenfield back in about 78, wow. 79. Wow. It was a good time. It was Chris, a real good time. It had to be. 
Had to be. Chris, I want to I want to jump on something real quick. You'd mentioned about going to a house show and the possibility of a you know maybe a title changes hands. I have noticed over the last say three to four months, different titles change hand on the actual weekly broadcast more so than I have in the last five to six years. Have you noticed that? I, I have actually. I, I noticed what was the one with um, well Monday night was the uh, yes Jericho change right and right. um and you know I can't even follow the women's thing. It's kind of tough to follow. One minute um, Sasha's the champion, and next minute you know it's back on Charlotte, and you know so they're <laughs> moving that. And you know I always thought as a promoter, credibility mm-hmm. comes with the longer you hold on to a title. Yes. But it's more than that, you know, it's a matter of the matches and the feuds and, the, you know, the improvement of the wrestler. Because look look at the Miz. I mean, the Miz himself, I guess he became too good in too short a period of time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's it just, it, it was a weird thing because Bradshaw used to do commentary on those matches when he was on SmackDown. I'm not sure if you're... Uh, familiar with that JT when Miz was teaming with Morrison and yeah Bradshaw used to really come down pretty hard on the Miz because of the MTV and not paying your dues type of thing for wrestling and um, you know that only motivated Miz to be better to better to you know finally break out and be an individual star and you know the guy used to wear shorts and all of a sudden, now he's wearing, uh, you know, Speedo trunks, you know. And mm-hmm. his, his legs are defined, and he's got a wrestling body on him, and he's doing wrestling moves, and he's, you know, he's calling a match. And, you know, I thought, wow, whether that was intentional or not, it worked well for WWE because he later became the champion. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, losing his belt. You know, he's an intercontinental champion wrestling Dolph Ziggler for 100th time, and you know, and none of it really seems matters. Like it. it doesn't. No. It seems like it. I don't know what what were they going to fight for. You know, it's like they switch the belt all the it, time, and it just seems like they're in a loop. Now, you you talked about being a promoter, so being the president of Southern Championship Wrestling, what's your favorite thing, or what are some of the things you like about being a promoter? Well, you know, I like the I like the challenge. And independent wrestling has always been limited to how many people you can draw, what response you would get online or through the Internet. I mean, the fans are always expecting, you know, a subpar show. You know, they have their expectation. But I'll be honest with you. I liked identifying with all audiences. And it wasn't so much the wrestling fan to entertain. It was the person that was with him, whether it was a wife, mm-hmm. a child, a parent. It, it, it was about getting them hooked on something in the show. And mm-hmm. I love the challenge of that. I love the challenge of people saying, this will never work, and you prove them wrong. Mm. I love the yes. challenge of taking a guy, you know what the terminology of when someone calls you green, right? Mm-hmm. Right, it's not the most oh, yeah. positive thing, right? <laughs> no, so, no. yeah, right. You know, and and everybody was green at one time, and I think that's something that is a tough pill to swallow for a lot of guys coming up because everybody, in their own way, works really hard. Whether you're a promoter, wrestler, referee, manager, whatever it is, putting the ring together, playing the sound. All that stuff is really, really important. And the last thing you want to do is be called green. And when I was a promoter, when when I I still am, but uh, when I was refereeing on the side for another friend of mine who had wrestling shows, I came across a few guys in the locker room who I, my heart would go out to them. And, you know, they tried so hard. They'd go to a gym, they'd wear wrestling gear, and then it was that other corner, like you were back in high school and, you know, they had, oh, this guy's green and blah, blah, blah. You know, they'd say things, right? And I, being an old promoter, don't care. What do I have to lose? I'm not getting bookings, right? <laughs> I would stand up to the, to, the, to the bullies and I would say, hey, guys, you're wrong. 
Uh, and you know what? It's not on him. It's on me. And I'm going to prove you wrong. And you know what I would do, JT? What's that? You know, I went to that, that guy and I said, you know what? I like you. <clears throat> and I'm going to have you on my show and you're going to do this character. And you know what the character is going to be about? Being green. And you know what we're going to call you? <laughs> you're going to be in a team called the Green Light District. And you're going to wear green tights. You're going to wear green boots. You're going to paint your hair green. You're going to wear sunglasses that are green. Embrace and it. Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton came over and he said, you know what, Chris? I want him to ride green bicycles to the ring. And he goes, I'm feeling it. He goes, because people think I'm green and, you know, in other areas of life. And it was becoming in a life identification lesson. It wasn't about yeah. wrestling anymore. It was about someone saying that you're not good enough to be doing what you love to do. And it was the wrestling promoter standing up saying, screw that, embrace it, and let's mm-hmm. make money with it. Let's prove people wrong. Let's turn it into something. And we did. And silence was the best flattery. It was, it was like, hey, no one's talking anymore. And it was right. one of the better things about being a promoter, but more importantly, being a locker room leader and doing what's right by humanity. You know, it's the brotherhood. And, and that's yeah. what, that's what I, I wanted to pride myself, be, be a good person. Yeah, exactly. Because you can use this platform. And this is what I believe, Chris, is that, you know, wrestling to me is a platform that can help society in two different ways. First, from the entertainment standpoint, that when they come to the show or they're spending time online reading the articles or watching the YouTube videos or listening to these podcasts, it's time away from the, the everyday grind for them, okay? They, it's their break. It's how they relax. It's how they enjoy. So we're able to entertain people in that. But also take a portion of those proceeds from what we're doing and literally putting it back in the community in different ways, whether it's through a charity, a particular charity, the schools that are hurting so bad, and that's the things that we're going to target ourselves in particular is a lot of it is going to the schools of the area that really need our, our children need help. And this is a platform where we can give back in an area that we can give back. And I, I agree 100% with what you said, 100%. Well, um, I, I think you took it to another level. I, I think that that is wonderful that, I mean, giving back to the community and people having a night that they wouldn't normally have if it wasn't for you and building something for them to go to. That is a very, very special thing and shouldn't be taken for granted. So kudos. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I appreciate that. No, it's it. It's what we are here. You know, we, we need to go ahead. We're about to hand the uh, children uh, a very tough world. I believe if we help the schools, okay, we can help uh, get these kids educated to the levels that they need to be and prepare them for the world that uh, does lie ahead. So, sure, why not? We have a platform. Let's do it with that. But getting back, let's get back to the uh, WWE because there there are things that, you know, many fans, and and a lot of them, if you uh, are a fan of the Attitude Era, you're really not enjoying some of the WWE right now. Uh, One of the things that me personally, I picked out, and I don't know uh, what it is about WWE, because I'm going to ask you what you don't like about the new WWE. Uh, Me personally, I wish the guys would sell the other man's work a little bit more. It seems like the new age guy doesn't, is so worried about what his moves look like. He's not worried about taking care of the other man. Uh, what do you see, Chris? Yeah, I think there's a lot of moves that that are extinct now. I mean, I can't remember the last time you saw someone work in a headlock or, you know, do, <laughs> I mean, people would run the ropes more back in the day and have, um, 
you know, duck a clothesline and, you know, all those little things that you would see in an old school traditional match tend not to be on TV anymore. You know, I mean, it, it, it's sad. It's just it, there's so much more. I mean, the last time you saw someone do an atomic drop. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Hair, you know, drop, yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and when was the last time that someone did like, um, you know, a regular back? I mean, there's just so many things that are missing. If you watch yesterday's matches and today and you're like, wow, I haven't seen that one in a while or. Jeez, you know, I mean, they're, 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 they're so quick to go into the plane of the camera, TV break, you know, and it's, it, it really is, it's sad. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I don't, I like the era, the, you know, the era attitude, mm-hmm. the attitude era, whatever. I just, honestly, I don't know what I liked about it. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it transitioned from, um, you know, a stale, stagnant wrestling, and it got a little more edgier with the promos, and maybe it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, That's what it you was. Know, you know, yeah, it was you know the contracts. Event. Yeah, it was the yeah, it was the extreme. You know the contracts, and this is one of the things I was thinking about the other night, Monday night. Was you see a guy like um, Bill Goldberg? You know, back in the era, Attitude Era, even old school WWF and whatnot, nobody had these contracts before the Ultimate Warrior had them, you know, when he worked, what, 22 dates or something? You signed a deal, you'd go on the road. You'd be on TV. You would work 200 and whatever days. And you know what? You'd make more money, and that's why the, the better guys would make more money, period. Right. And, you know, Hogan did it. And, you know, all these guys, you know, they, they were doing this business that ruined the experience for the fans. Now you know if Brock Lesnar's not in the building. Remember the day <laughs> when you thought the monster was always in the building? Right. Yeah. Yep. And the Internet didn't tell you that he wasn't there? And, and, you know, it's like, when was the last time you saw a run-in? Ooh, I mean, a like while. a like a surprise running where you're like, holy cow, it's Papa Shango, or you know, holy, right. you know, I mean, you're like thrown away. It's like, wow, I, I didn't see that coming, you know. The well, complete. Yo, know, Chris, right. I want to throw something out there. In this, kind of go with Jester's question. To me, the Royal Rumble poster says it all. Your first four guys and the most prominent people on that poster are all four part timers in Lesnar, Goldberg, Cena. And The Undertaker, when you get guys like AJ Styles all the way in the background, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're basically promoting your part-timers and, again, putting the people that we'll see as a fan week in and week out in the background. So that's, that's my problem with what they're doing. So you and I share the same frustration then. It, it's just uh, it's a sad state where I understand Cena's, Cena's done so much for WWE. And it's a sad thing. And, you know, we talked about Jericho and, you know, and I like, um, I like Brock Lesnar and I understand why he makes the money he makes, but develop whatever happened to Randy Orton. Does anybody care about Randy Orton? (laughs) There's a, there's a great talent right there that should be working a lot better. Yeah, I mean, he he seems to be injury prone, or it's just it's weird, you know. And I mean, I, what's I, your thoughts on Bray? Guys, uh, who's that? What's your thoughts on Bray Wyatt? I love Bray Wyatt, you know. And we had a good conversation about. I think they missed the boat on Bray. I, th- I thought that uh, Kevin Sullivan would have been a great mentor for Bray Wyatt. If Vince would have allowed it, if Vince would have brought Sullivan in there, I mean, he's got Mike Rotundo and he's got all these old school, you know, Rick, Ricky Steamboat, all these guys coming and going as agents. He could have pulled someone aside just to work with Bray Wyatt to make him the devil. You know, I mean, guys, you see these cultures, people, people wearing black and you know, everyone has their own different style, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt is the closest thing to a wrestler having his own style than anyone on WWE. You True. Know? True. And and they're not um, they're, and they're not they're not feeding off it. You know, the Miz, the Miz is a professional. He's a Hollywood guy and all that other stuff. But that's been done before. Bray Wyatt, no one knew what the hell Bray Wyatt was. I mean, Bray Wyatt was, it was unique. It was from you know a takeoff from something, but. No one, no one's done it before in wrestling. No. So, what do you do to change wrestling as it is now to bring some of the old fans back? You know, I think, and that's why they've held on to these old timer guys, even though they're at part time levels. Is it's their security? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the name gener, you know, the different generations of guys coming up, and uh, like Kurt Hennig's son. What a what a great talent he is, you know. They, okay. You know, they they stuck him with Paul Heyman. If they mm-hmm. would have left that be, they could have built him into something. Maybe change his wrestling gear up a little bit. Make him you know make him a little bit more exciting you know. But the the guy he he's one of their better workers on WWE, and they're all good workers. Right. It's just uh, what's his name. Um, What's it? Um, Z Zach Ryder. Okay. You know, oh, another they, one. They get, yeah, he's a very good worker. He puts everything out there. He gets his own gear. You know, and he's like another version of Kofi Kingston. You know, I mean, I'm not into the um, the 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 three thing. I, I think they're good. New day. I just don't. They're not the fabulous Freebirds. You know. No. And and no, and, no. And, and recent, I thought. And the Gerwick.net thing with the wrestling news, mm-hmm. they did a poll. What was the greatest team? Was it Demolition or them? And believe it or not, Demolition won the poll. Wow. Nice. Nice. And, that, like and you know, they broke. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, good, good for them. And, and they should be. I mean, it was a different era of wrestling where – Tag team. I mean, these guys were wrestling the British Bulldogs, Heart Foundation, the Islanders. I mean, they had all these legitimate tag teams. It was nice to see the people recognize that. Let me ask you something. We've got a we've got a couple of guys over in 2017. There's several wrestlers that are becoming available, and you've got the Hardy Brothers. You've got Titus O'Neil, who's probably going to be released. Uh, from what I'm hearing, there's a chance Cesaro might be and Apollo Cruz. Uh, of those names, Apollo Cruz, Cesaro, Titus O'Neil, and the Hardy brothers, who would you look at? Well, d- depending on where and what you're trying to accomplish, I would say the Hardy boys are very very tempting but you know you have Cesaro he's got a lot of following for independent fans uh, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor he was really huge you know when I first saw him come up through um, the NXT and he wasn't there too long um, I thought this guy I mean he's going to come in and he's going to be gone he, he can't work the style he'll hurt people you know Instead, he helped people, and, and you know he surprised me. And, and having that type of guy on your indie show with a WWE, yes. he's going to come to your show and he's going to wrestle. Yeah, and he's probably going to. You're going to ask a, hey, can you wrestle 20 minutes for me? He's probably going to wrestle 30 minutes for you. Cause and can, it's yeah, going right. to be the match of the night, and he'll take you know the broom out of the closet, and it'll be amazing. And he's probably going to be, and he's more current, so. He would be wonderful. Um, there's a wrestling organization that's on the internet pay-per-view that, uh, I mean, these guys kill themselves. It's it's um, not Full Impact Pro, but it's one of those uh, groups. Okay. And I saw Apollo Crews one night wrestle. And they wrestled like they were killing each other. And in the audience, they were, con- yeah, they 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 were conditioned for that. But Ahmed Johnson was really, you know, people loved yeah. Ahmed Johnson too. 
I like you... Apollo Cruz much more than Ahmed Johnson, but okay. that that built that guy, you know what I mean? It doesn't really get over with the wrestling fan that much. Wearing tights being jacked up. Titus O'Neil, he's jacked up, but he's just a I don't know, he just he's doesn't connect. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a great guy. He's a charitable guy. He's a wonderful person, but he doesn't connect. Right. Ron right. Simmons connected. You know, when Ron Simmons was WCW champion, mm-hmm. he was the first African-American champion, world champion, you know. And people, that, they weren't thinking about Rocky Johnson anymore, you know. They were we were talking Simmons. Florida State over Florida there, though. Being so they were that. talking. You're right. Exactly. I, I was a fan of Ron Simmons then. I thought, wow, this is great, you know. No, you know, doubt. This, no doubt. This, yeah, he was this era. He was the, you know, the junkyard junkyard dog, you know. Everyone mm-hmm. loved junkyard dog, you know. Yes. How can you not like junkyard dog, you know. How That's can you not like Ron up. Simmons? Right? Junkyard dog. Yep. You know, AYD so, was always my favorite growing up. Yeah, man. I, 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 I love JY. You know, so it's just, I guess guys just don't find their niche or their spot. Titus O'Neill's one of them. Apollo Crews is amazing talent. Can't find his. Uh, sometimes it's politics. Sometimes it's, you know, wrong place, wrong time. Um, Personalities and know, stuff. Yeah. Personalities. I, I think uh, who's the guy that uh, TNA has? The uh, he was on the NXT for a while. EC3. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. Evan great Carter. talent. Uh, Ethan Carter, right? Yeah, Ethan Carter. He guy cuts good promos. He's funny, good-looking guy, and all this other stuff. Wrong place, wrong time. You know. He's a talented kid. Chris, let me, Very talented kid. Let me. T- let me change gears on you. I want to get this in on you before you leave us at any point here. So I grew up in Kissimmee, spent a long time <laughs> okay. in Florida before I, before I left. Saw a lot of indie shows, went to a lot of indie promotions, and they just, you know, none of them seemed to really have the staying power. You know, they'd come, they'd go. Uh, you know, why do you think that is? Why did they, you know, what was the problem? Why didn't they have the staying power? Okay, When you were in, you, you said you were in Kissimmee? Or, yeah, I mean, we did a lot and, of Central Florida, a little bit of North Florida, Gainesville area. We travel around, see a few shows. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, you know, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked because, see, I started in 1989. And wait, what am I saying, 89? I'm, I'm Not 89, 99. <laughs> Golly, I'm feel like I've been promoting for a hundred years, but, um, the, uh, so that era, you know, when I was running, um, the guys, the, the promoters were at the time when I started, uh, running shows, a lot of promoters were workers themselves and they couldn't take their, their attention off working the matches and put it on the business and put it on developing your card and helping people and then building a team. They, they were always about, Hey, I, I need to find a way to, you know, uh, look good in the ring tonight. And all of a sudden you start creating clicks and stuff like that. So a lot of the organizations would, you know, they, they'd run there two years, three years, maybe some were a lot less, and they would be done, you know. And then that same guy would scratch his head and try to figure out, well, why didn't it work? I got great ideas, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. the hardest working guy. And I used to say this all the time, JT. Um, <clears throat> I would find compassion when a promoter who was wrestling would say, I worked the hardest. I deserve the belt. And... <laughs> And I would say, you know what? You're probably right. You probably do work the hardest, but you're not doing good business. And you got to sacrifice and you got to, you know, maybe put yourself in the opening match, run back there, run the show. Um, 
when you're wrestling, you're not making relationships with sponsors. You you know, the, oh. how do they see you? Do you, you want to be seen as a wrestler on the show or as or the, the boss? Man. Yeah. Or the businessman, right? Correct. Exactly. And, 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 and really, really. Correct. And how do you want the guys in the locker room to see you as? As one of their counterparts or as the boss? And Correct. you know, and you got you got to really separate yourself from those things, and you got to stand up for what's right, and you got to treat people good, and you got to really appreciate your security, your ticket takers, and the fans, and uh, criticizing. You know the the internet. Went, so you know when I was running the shows, I brought into it really good. I had a lot of good mentors. Um, you know, I had Ivan Koloff and it was Greg Valentine and all these guys were on the show that I was, and, and I played the music, I set the ring up, I refereed, and, you know, I paid my dues in all the other areas. I understood what it took. And then when it was time for me to promote in 99, it was like, wow, do I know what I'm doing? And <laughs> it was one lesson after another lesson and whatnot. And you'd see these other promoters come in and they would do, try to do the same thing. A lot of the shows, JT, were not professional. They didn't have, some didn't have like skirts around their right. Some didn't have um, proper entrances for the guys to come and go. And you saw these things yourself, I'm sure. Um, Mm -hmm. They would have, the venue would be like a um, backyard of a chicken coop. I don't know, you know, or... Uh, you know, there was these really things you were really embarrassed for the organization, and and I and I really tried. I pressed it hard with, uh, you know, with the gesture. I said, "Listen," I said, "You know, have some respect. Do it in an armory." And you know, the the one of the best compliments I ever got was from a guy who had two sons. From Port Orange, he drove all the way from Port Orange to DeBerry, and we were running in this little VFW hall, right? Okay. And he read it in one of the smallest little calendars, one of those free upcoming events listings in the Daytona Beach newspaper. And he went to the show, liked the show, and I didn't hear from him until the very next show. I got a letter. I mean, a letter mailed to the P.O. box of our, our the wrestling organization, right? Nice. With his okay. son writing the letter saying, thank you, putting on the last show. My dad was having a bad day. My parents are no longer together. My, we, we, we really didn't know what to expect. And all these other things, all these great things were said. My dad would like to write a book about your wrestling organization and the guys. Oh, nice. Nice. And by the way, and and the thing, P.S., right? Mm -hmm. We will be at tonight's show. I read, I took that, that letter and I gave it to the ring announcer before the show at the meeting. And he read that letter to the whole locker room. Talk about team building. Talk about right. bringing people together. Talk about being humbled. Talk about, you know, all the right things. Talk about sacrificing your Saturday, Friday, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and doing the right thing for people who love you. And by golly, they wrote that book. Exactly. And, you know, that is, uh, I, I get to say this on my shows, uh, Chris, is that. I thank the fans because uh, I get to wrap myself, my world, my life in something that I love to do because of them. And that is, that's my treat is I get, I, I feel that I want to entertain them to the best of my ability as a thank you for allowing my life to be this. So um, that is, that that's exactly how it should be. And, and I wouldn't expect Again, JT, you're seeing why I, I consider Chris Carson uh, one of the class acts in, in Florida and Florida wrestling. 
Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Quite the pleasure. I have a a question for you now, sir. March 18th, we've announced the uh, date. We're we're going to have a big show where we announce the particulars. We've announced the date. March 18th, sir, we'd like to ask you to save that date on the calendar. We have some VIP seats we'd like to give you. We'd like to have you as a guest at our show, sir. Well, it would be an honor. Uh, Definitely. Count me in. Looking forward to it. Beautiful, beautiful. Chris, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, We will talk to you uh, after the show. We'll get your opinion after the show. You'll be able to tell us, give us your honest opinion, good, bad, and different. We can take it. Well, I I like what you're doing, so thank you again. Thanks so much, Chris. Have a great night. God bless. You too. Bye now. Bye. Folks, uh, JT? (laughs) Yeah. That was that hey, was uh, I told you is he he great to yeah, talk no, wrestling with? Yep, everything you made him out to be and more. I was definitely impressed. He know he he's a fan. He's knowledgeable and he loves the I, I, he really does love the sport. So well, then he loves JYD. So I mean, how can you go wrong? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. You gotta like it. Gotta like it. No, he's a great guy. I love his opinion on uh, what's uh, what's wrong with the WWE, uh, TNA. Mm-hmm. He went down the list. We were able to ask him about, you know, the good and the bad of all, all the divisions. You got the, you know, right. WWE, you got TNA, and you got the local indie guys. And he was able to give you a good opinion on all of it. And, uh, folks, I tell you. Fantastic, fantastic gems. Yeah, he mentioned some of the things about what's wrong with some of the indie shows, and uh, I I tend to agree with him 100%. So what I like hearing, JT, is we listen to him. I think he's really going to like our shows. <laughs> hey, I really absolutely. Do. I, I really do. So that's good. We've got some, we've got some great surprises for people lined up, and, uh, you know, I, I just can't wait to bring that. Let me ask you something. We get it before we uh, sign off tonight. One quick question. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think about the undertaker being added to the Royal rumble and uh, probably uh, WrestleMania too now? To me, it's a, it's a Hail Mary. Hail Mary by WWE. Uh, try to get more people to you know pack that Alamo dome for the rumble. I do think the undertaker is uh, going to fade off into the sun. You know, sunset after Mania in Orlando, though. He retired Ric Flair there. I think he'll be retired there as well. Do you think the raw numbers being lower than SmackDown Live is a sign of a problem with WWE? Is there is there a problem oh. with the product that they're putting out there right now? Uh, with the roster you have on Raw to have lower numbers than the B show, which, let's be honest, that's what SmackDown is. Yeah, there there needs to be some alarm there. To me, it's all summed up with Triple H. He's got way too many irons in the fire. I think they need to concentrate on their flagship and get things right before they start expanding off into these different tournaments that they're doing. Somebody needs to pay attention to some of what's going on because I have to be honest, and now I can say this as a – as a promoter and seeing what this all does and how it works. Okay. If you're WWE and you have the money to put into your production value and you're getting no shock at all, where are the blowing up cars and everything? Where is, I mean, listen, folks, there's a lot that should be going on. We'll get into it next week. Join us. Okay, folks, I got to get this out real quick next week. Join us. We're going to have a ton of people Live in studio, okay, from FXE. I mean, I'm talking Joey Cage. We're going to have Mako and Joey Cage at the same time. Renegade's supposed to stop in. Everett Lee's going to stop in. Chris Carnage, who knows who's going to stop in. Plus, we'll go on Facebook Live, so pay attention on FantasyJusticeSports.com to all that's going on so that you know what's going to happen next week here on FXE Live. I am... The Jester, thanking you all so much for joining us. We look forward to next week. Watch what happens. Oh, my Lord.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.